Hello, I'm Polish NBA audience. I'm your host, Monique Mills. And today you're going to get just me boring me, right? But I have some interesting stuff to share because so much is happening in our economy, in tech, and just overall in business. There's a couple things I want to bring up. A lot of the things that come up on this podcast actually come from a lot of my engagement online and also my client interactions. So as you all know, um, the creator economy is, you know, a term they're using to coin those that are making money online doing certain things, whether it's uh, live streaming or doing a course or whatever it is. Now, keep in mind, some of you all may fall into this bucket and it's no shade. Some people have been able to amass a following and actually quite a bit of revenue for selling things that they actually have no experience in. And thus, it can be dangerous, especially if there's something that can be detrimental to others if they just implement things blindly. Um, I believe that a lot of people, when they take advice from those online or buy something from them, it's because they trust them. A lot of times that trust comes from really no proof of anything. So what we see a lot online are creators, once they start even trying to get some type of following, what card you'll see them play time and time again is, I made X amount of money doing this, this, and this. And basically, if you buy their course, if you follow them, if you sign up for their newsletter, they're going to teach you how they did it or give you advice on how you can do it and things of that nature. Um, what they've made money on is telling other people how to do what they're doing, which is basically to get attention and sell people something. But that doesn't mean they actually have experience doing anything outside of that. So I understand we're in this world where really those who get the most attention online, um, you know, there comes quite a bit of celebrity and accolades with that. But a lot of these things are they're not based upon any type of foundation of knowing how to really help someone do whatever it is. You know, some folks have extensive expertise. I've seen some amazing people online who really share what they've done or what they're currently doing. Um, and it helps other people. And I mean, you know, very tangible types of things as well. Some folks, yes, is what growing a business, but with others, it could be painting, it could be doing home improvements, it could be um, coding. I mean, all types of things that people do. It could be hairstyling. You know, people have tons and tons of talents and, and knowledge and expertise that they share online. But I'm skeptical, and the ones I'm speaking of right now are the ones who share how they made money online, and that is their product. Now, it's like, okay, um, anytime, what I've noticed is anytime you find creators that constantly tout how much money they make or made, they're trying to sell you something. Like, that's just hands down what you see now, and I... I I really don't like the fact that you're seeing more of that now that this quote unquote creator economy is what is growing at such a fast pace because of the different social media platforms that are available to do these kind of things. 
Now, I just want you to notice and take and really pay attention to when you see a creator getting started, they're usually very helpful and you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. You know, maybe it's, it's common sense things that everyone should know, but the way they say it, it just really hits home better than, let's say, somebody else you've heard say it. Some of the things you may actually be doing right now. And just to hear that person say it over and over again, you start to develop an affinity for them. Now, this is just all human nature, right? You start to develop an affinity for them. So when they come out and they actually sell a product, and it could be a very low cost uh, product, we, we typically call them a tripwire. And they'll offer something that's maybe 20 bucks, 30 bucks. And you're like, oh, okay, let me see what this is. You know what? I really like the way this person talks about this topic or their journey or um, they may share about their family and that, you know, I resonate with that or their family is similar to mine or this person. I can see that we have some things in common. Now, here's my thing with that. I get it. Everyone wants to kind of have someone they could relate to and all that. But I do not believe that having something in alignment with someone's family or their story is a reason to make a business purchase. There has to be some separation between making financial decisions based upon your emotions and making financial decisions based upon what's best for the business. Now, it's not that those two can't be in alignment. The issue is when it's more of the emotions and less of the rational decision making than on the business side of things. Now, one thing that's always talked about in the business world is how people will make a purchase and then they will rationalize that purchase after the fact. And so they'll come up with all the reasons why it was the right thing to do, even if the results or the outcome that was supposed to come from that purchase actually does not come into fruition. So let me say that in a simpler term. People will buy something Uh, for a certain reason, to get a certain outcome, they actually won't get it from that product, but they'll tell all the reasons about why it was still a smart decision to purchase that product or that service. That's totally irrational, right? When when I say it that way, it doesn't make sense. But this is why I always talk about understanding people. And so this is one of those things that's always intriguing to me when I see the human behavior play out in business and in real life. It's so predictable if you pay attention. But this is one of those things that a lot of people are getting caught up in, in this creator economy. So I posted about it on Twitter. And I had (laughs) lots of people really resonate with that post. But the main part of it was, um, it's starting to feel like every time you log on, to any of these platforms, you just see a lot of that all the time. It just feels like digital grifting every time you log on. And I don't see that getting any better. I don't see it getting any better. So when people online start telling you how much money they make, please note what I'm saying here. When people online start telling you how much money they make, they're typically trying to sell you something. It may not be in that moment, but it's coming up or it's already being proposed in another way. 
because it's the same thing over and over again. And I don't know if it's it's kind of the lever they hit once they get to realize that, hey, business isn't coming in. I'm not able to get people as excited, you know, as I see the other guy do who says that, you know, he made $3 million last year. So maybe if I start saying I made $2 million, then I can attract those people that want to make $2 million. No matter how irrational that sounds, it works. And for some of you all that's listening to this podcast, it may have even worked on you. And so my goal in having this conversation is to heighten your awareness, heighten your awareness of what's happening. That's number one. Number two is just understand that it's going to increasingly get worse, particularly because the social media platforms are becoming even more so a pay-to-play environment. So as you all know, or you may not know, but I'm going to tell you is on Twitter, right? So on Twitter, you're able to get a blue check mark by your name, which basically verifies that you are who you say you are, like you're a real person, you're not a bot. And that when they first rolled it out, and well, they did a survey. And when I say they, I mean, Elon Musk, (laughs) he did a survey like, hey, how much should I charge for this blue check mark? Because I know it's been difficult for that to happen. And it's true. In the past, folks have tried to get verified on Twitter to show that, hey, I'm a real person. And this was typically mostly um, done by celebrities because people would impersonate them. So if you had like a really brand name and uh, you were susceptible to people trying to basically spoof you on Twitter, it was way easier for you to get a verified checkmark than just say me. I'm like, hey, I'm just a regular person. But I want people to know that I'm a real person. I'm not a bot. It was very difficult to get a blue check mark. I didn't I never tried it on Twitter, but I know lots of people who did. And so for me, it was just like, all right, I'm really not that important. Why do I need a blue check mark? And now once Elon Musk took over Twitter, he's just like, hey, everybody should have this. And this way we'll get rid of the bots like you'll know who to ignore, who's just trolling Who's really a real person and really thinks these things that they're typing? And so far, I would say they've done pretty good with getting people to adopt that. And what they call it is Twitter Blue. That's the name of it. And it starts out, if you do an annual plan, it's $7 a month, right? Um, If you do it monthly, then it's $8 a month. So I'm just telling you guys the, the details that's current as of today. In, in February 2023. So um, with that blue check mark, it's not just being verified that you're the person who you say you are, but you get like faster video uploads, you get like a custom navigation, you get bookmark folders, top articles, right? So bookmarking tweets is really like random right now. You can't really put them in folders. And so for that alone, I, I probably would upgrade to <laughs> to Twitter Blue. One of the things that they they are bringing up is you'll be able to have the ability to prioritize verified users in your feed, and so you, if you're verified, you'll be at you know at the top of replies and mentions, and also in in searches, which those are a good thing because see, people want to be seen, right? So it's like, well, why do people want to be seen? Well, it all points back to money, right? It all points back to business, money. A lot of these online grifters, they'll come out 
and they'll be offering something for people to pay for. And it's not something that people want to pay for, at least not of value that will make the venture worthwhile for that content creator. But literally, as soon as they start talking about, hey, I made $10 million last year, it's a long line of people signing up for that newsletter, for that. And I don't I don't ever see this changing for a lot of people. I'm not saying everyone, but I'm going to tell you, it's enough people. It's enough to make a lot of different content creators that use that as their strategy to really help them make the money that they want to make. I'm just warning you that these verified check marks and things of that nature still does not qualify them to be that person or that entity that you trust for the information. You have to look at, okay, what experience do they have? Like, what have they done? What is the indication that what they're selling me is actually something that can help me. And I think a lot of people just go based upon, hey, I like that person or they have a lot of followers. So I brought this up before and I'm gonna keep bringing it up because a lot of folks still don't realize this. Anybody can buy followers. But I want you all to remember that a lot of these content creators that are quote unquote popular are all in engagement pods. A lot of times they're in these pods together, which means that when you see one one really uh, known person, another known person, when I say known, I don't mean like celebrity celebrities, but they have a lot of followers and they kind of high five each other back and forth when they post something. So, you know, you'll see one that has a lot of followers and you'll see another one like his post and say, yeah, man, or, oh, totally agree. Or, you know, they may joke or jive each other pretty much on each post that one of them does. Well, there's a whole network of hundreds and thousands of of them who do this for each other, okay? So I want you to keep that in mind when you're making these decisions to purchase online. Now you can spend your money how you wanna spend it. I am just telling you how the game is played, okay? And so typically these conversations, when I have them with my clients, Like the air is knocked out of their chest in that moment. Their eyes get big and they are appalled at what I'm telling them. They cannot believe that someone, that people would trick them like that. Because some of these famous (laughs) content creators that are out there, some of my clients really, you know, really fed into them. And so to understand that it's not all that, that you think it is as far as engagement. And, and I mean, a lot of times you could just look at their LinkedIn profile. They, they don't try to make any claims that, hey, I was a scholar at human behavior at Harvard. Like, no, they don't, they don't try to do that. But the thing is, people don't even take a moment <laughs> to go and look and say, okay, this person is telling me they know how to design business models, profitable business models for manufacturing companies that produce solar panels. You know, maybe they're not saying that in their marketing, but you believe that they know how to do it because they are telling you that, hey, I made $10 million online last year. You're making the connection between, oh, if they know how to make 10 million doing that, they can help me with this. And there's no connection. But if you reach out, you know, you get on their mailing list, they have a course on how to attract customers and, and things of that nature. A lot of folks buy it who are not even their business is not even related to the expertise that this person has. 
the expertise that the person has is getting people to buy from them online without really selling anything besides how to get people to buy from you online. Like (laughs) that is their product. So I need for everyone to hop out of their emotions for a moment. Think rationally before you whip out that credit card. Think rationally because these blue check marks that I just mentioned, like that Twitter has, are going to start showing up in other places. And why are they going to start showing up? Well, it adds billions of dollars to the revenue of these social media platforms. And those who are paying for those check marks understand that those check marks bring along trust from people that are following them. I'm saying, do they have the expertise for the need that you're looking for? Because see, what happens is folks will start following someone. They love the information or, or the motivation because it's not most of it is not really information. It's, it's stuff you can Google. I mean, honestly, it's stuff you can Google. But people really get sucked in. And even if what they're selling is not directly relevant to their business, They still think, hey, you know what? It might be helpful, so they'll buy it. And next thing you know, you're in this sales funnel and emails start coming and, you know, check out this webinar and then there's a course and then you're just, you're down this funnel and it it happens so fast. um, A lot of times that folks are actually embarrassed that they have went that deep and they just keep justifying the purchases. So when I mentioned to you that these blue check marks are gonna keep showing up even more, I say that because Facebook actually announced that they are going to be starting to do blue check marks as well. They're doing a subscription model. Now, as I mentioned, the Twitter one is a monthly or annual fee, right? But it's a subscription model. Nevertheless, Facebook is now testing out one where it's a subscription bundle where you can get uh, your account verified and it will cut down on um, impersonations of your account. And it gives you increased visibility and support. So basically, if you get the blue check mark, you're seeing more, your posts are, are highlighted, just like in Twitter, you get priority in the feed. And so the, their whole goal is what this is from Facebook's page, not, not what I'm saying. This is what they said, okay? They say that they're doing this because they want to make it easier for people, especially creators, to establish a presence so they can focus on building their communities on Instagram and on Facebook. So, I mean, they can, that sounds all nice and dandy, but at the end of the day, we're in a capitalistic society and we do know that that blue check mark brings in billions <laughs> and they're just basically copying Twitter, which has been successful in doing that. And as this e- creator economy continues to grow, Watch, you're going to get blue check marks everywhere. And then there's going to be an even bigger upgrade for something else, you know, to cut down on ads. Right now, most of these platforms are focused on getting you, business owners, to pay for ads to be in the feed. And so this is not going to cannibalize that at all, because what will happen is people will start activating their personal accounts and using those just as often, because as we know, you can have a personal brand that will be much stronger than just the company brand. I mean, Coca-Cola, we have no idea. Well, I know because it's, it's in the town that I live in, but most people have no idea who the CEO of Coca-Cola is, and they don't care. The brand Coca-Cola is, is, is good enough, right? 
But for most people, the personal brand actually supersedes the business brand. So by doing this, it will cause people to really activate and dig into being more active on their platforms because then that way those people can tie their personal brand back to the the company brand, to the company that they want to make money. Now, a lot of content creators, they just use their name, right? Like Mr. Beast and, um, you know, some of the other ones y'all know, they just use their name. And so that alone could be enough. And you'll see that be increasingly common as this creator economy grows. Now, my main goal, again, of bringing this up is I need everyone to use rational decision making (laughs) when making purchases for your business right? About your growth and about your sustainability as a business. Because I see so many folks buy these courses or these subscriptions or get in these communities and it's really not relevant to their business. Now, I work in the tech space and innovation space. Those who are launching new innovations, trying to get into new markets, things of that nature, like that's what my business does. And I see a lot of people come to us when they're the most vulnerable, like they're trying to figure things out. They don't know which way to go. They don't really have a framework or structure. And we put that in place. But the thing is, when you are really desperate, you start considering all kinds of things that you wouldn't normally look at. Now, I'm going to tell you this one, too, because I posted about this on LinkedIn today. What's interesting is that Many people will look at these content creators and buy their things, no guarantees, but then they'll look at consultants and be like, hey, I need a guarantee (laughs) that what, if I hire you, this is going to work. Now, I posted about this on LinkedIn because it's something that has come up in my networks and obviously it struck a chord with quite a few people. There are no guarantees. You can work with a consultant, you can work with anybody. And there are no guarantees that your business will be successful because you actually have to do the work. Anyone can give you all types of strategy and execution advice, but at the end of the day, you have to do the work. So anyone that reaches out to me wanting a guarantee, now keep in mind Nothing can be guaranteed from somebody else for your business, okay? So anyone that reaches out to me wanting a guarantee, I send them on their merry way. See ya. Because that clearly shows that you, you're you running scared. That's typically number one. You're running scared. And you want someone that can be the person you can make or the company to be the person you can, you know, point fingers at. And if you're... Thinking rationally when you engage in these conversations to get someone to help you with your business, that wouldn't even be something that would come up. And it's so interesting because many consultants have reached out to me saying that it's very hard for them to get their clients to prioritize the action items that they actually need to be done in order for their desired outcome, for even hiring them in the first place. So, again, If your business is not your priority, 
How is it going to be somebody else's responsibility whether or not it succeeds? But on top of that, a lot of these same folks who will want a guarantee from a consultant will very quickly pay for bundles and (laughs) courses and communities and all this stuff with a totally unproven entity that is just throwing around, look how much money I made and you trust them. So I want I want everyone who is listening to this to just think if if you fall into any of these traps, I want you to take a moment to think critically about each situation where this has come up or you may be in the middle of it right now and correct that because it's I know this is, you know, everyone says you should never tell your clients they're wrong. Well, this is or potential clients they're wrong. Well, this is an instance where I'm I'm totally okay with that. I'm going to tell you, you're, if that's the way you're thinking about things, you're thinking about things the wrong way. And you're not setting yourself up for success. You're setting yourself up to be taken down some paths, some winding roads and some valleys. And maybe you'll experience some ups, maybe like, but you're taking the long way because you're thinking about it the wrong way. And so with that, I am going to sign off. And until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to the Unpolished MBA podcast. To hear more episodes or to request to become a guest, please visit unpolishedmba.com. So let's take a moment to thank our biggest sponsor of this podcast, TPM Focus, a strategy and execution consulting firm focused on generating revenue and finding product market fit for startups and small to medium-sized companies that are launching a new innovation or entering a new market. In a nutshell, if you're launching a new innovation or into a new market, we'll align your technology, marketing, sales, and customer success with your financial goals to ensure your company makes money while finding and solidifying your place in the market. Head over to tpmfocus.com to see testimonials and reach out if you'd like to work with us.